Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome to part two of episode 83 of FBL Black Box. In this part, we dive more into the data to look at defence, midfield and forwards. We look at our predictions for game week nine, our lineups and as has put a wildcard team together. But first, it's back to that data and as starts at the back. Uh, defence. Stupanian, right at the top, uh, 0.46. XGI, non-penalty is what this is sorted by. Uh, and then it's kind of your main guys, Perisic, Trent, um, and Reese James. Uh, still, I still can't believe Cancelo is so low down. 43rd in the league. 0.11 XG. Well, the goal, the goal he scored was a, with the worldie, right? That's not going to yeah. add to his XG too much, was it, right? So, yeah, very little has changed there. Um, I mean, this, this, was a, this was a guy who was having by far the most shots per 90 of all defenders last season. Not anymore. Yeah, I mean... What do you think on the Trent situation? Yeah, I mean, I can understand why people are selling him. I mean, it's it's three difficult. Well, Brighton, I, I think we'll score in that, but then it's what it's Arsenal, and then it's City. Is it? Is it the next three? Yeah, City and so, eleven. Yeah, yeah. So you you've got to think clean sheets are going to be hard to come by. People yeah. aren't losing a, a lot of value. Minimi's um, already dropped in price a little bit. I can completely see why people are doing it. I. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think you can make a case either way. I think, you know, people were talking about selling him a few weeks ago and were absolutely yeah. ridiculed for it. Mm. And now I think you can definitely make the case because you've got Reese James, you've got Trippier, you've got Cancelo. These are free defenders I, I'd rather have yeah. than Trent. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I've got Trent um, and I haven't got a City defender. And so it could be an easy move for me. But I think, you know, like I said at the top of the show, I've got to look for differentials. And so me mm. holding Trent is probably a good idea rather than moving. What What's the point in moving my team closer to the template and going Cancelo? I might as well keep Trent, who, let's face it, for the last three or four seasons has been an elite 
FPL asset and you look at this data and he's still top 10 for what? Yeah. Four of the five variables that we're showing here, apart from points per 90, he's top 10. So, you know, I, I'm going to hold. I'm not going to move to Cancelo. I mean, it's probably Perisic if I was going to get rid of one of my defenders that would move. But Perisic is second in this as well. And I look at him and think, you know, I've got to have players like this, players who can be differentials and be fairly explosive. And I look at Perisic and Trent and think, I don't want to be losing them. I want to be holding them and hoping they come in for me. So mm. um, I think that's all right. I, I, I'm happy holding on to Trent for a while. But you're right, the fixtures are against him. Um, but I think if I was going to go a City defender now, I'd probably go a cheaper one and try and do something with the money. Even though, you know, Cancelo is royalty. He's been fantastic this season. Yes, the XG data might not show any huge encouragement, but his performances have been outstanding and he's been really high in the bonus, hasn't he? He's always been, you know, mm. he got bonus in a game where um, he had no attacking input whatsoever. And yes, they kept a clean sheet. It was a 3-0, I think. And he still came out with bonus points because of his all-round performances. So the fact he's more involved in the play in, in, a, in a kind of more central role and he's not drifting out wide as much hasn't hurt his bonus production. It might have hurt his XG, but he's still got that goal already and he's got one assist. So, mm. you know, I, I'm i not going to move to him, but I don't think anyone's selling Cancelo now, are they? So No, no. I mean, I've, I've, got, I've got Diaz and I'm looking at ways of, of moving up to Cancelo uh, potentially, but it's not hugely on my, my main priority list, but it's something I would look to do. Uh, just, quick, just quickly on Trent, I mean, the, the main thing I look at when I see this chart is the open play crosses per 90 of 7.1, which is way higher than anyone else. I mean, the next highest is Simicast, 6.7, but obviously he's not really a factor. I mean, there's no one else that comes anywhere close. I think Perisic is next with um, 4.55. Your boy there, actually, Renan Lodi with with 5.44. But, you know, they've got Nunes in the side now who they want to get the ball to. And and you've got to think, you know, if, if Trent's putting in this many crosses, that... Nunes is going to get chances from them. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely looking at Trent and thinking I'm not going to count on clean sheets, but attacking returns are definitely on the cards. Uh, mm. You know, and people are you know, people are considering well, should I go back to Salah? Well, if we think Salah's a good bet and Salah's going to score goals, Trent's going to be in the points as well. You know, Liverpool aren't going to score goals and Trent's going to blank. He's going to get things. He's going to get assists in games. Um, you know, he hasn't been hugely profitable so far but he's definitely showing the data that would suggest that he, he's going to come good it's just the clean yep. sheets it's just the fragility mm. but that could improve as well I mean you expect Klopp to be working on that given the fixtures toughen up we'll see but um, I'm not selling that's for sure yep. a few surprising things here I mean Perisic not being in the top 10 for shots per 90 we were all expecting him to come in and just be taking shots mm. as much as he could but he's clearly being more restrained in that he is crossing a lot so he's you know kind of third on the list for for crosses per 90 but not really taking too many uh shots i mean does that surprise you is he be using it i mean he was playing left he was playing like left forward um for croatia in their last game uh but obviously still a very attacking for spurs but not shooting as much as we maybe thought yeah i i'd hope to see a bit more from him and there's been some talk about he, he's been the factor that's held son back as well i'm not sure about that but I think he's still finding his role in that team, right? And then Session's come on a lot as well under under Conte. So his start is not necessarily guaranteed. But what was interesting, of course, is that Perisic moved to the to the right hand side, right? And and now when you consider that he can play either right or left wing back, you've got to think mm. that his start is more assured. And for me, that's great that's news. You know, if you're holding Perisic, yeah. there's a good chance now he's going to start most games. So I think 
you know, the the landscape has changed a bit on him. He's not the risk he was if he's going to have that option to start him on the right-hand side as well. So, you know, he's definitely a hole for me as well. And if you haven't got Perisic, you're not going to be worried because of the fixtures, but there will be periods coming up soon. I'm certainly the Everton game in game week 11. If you don't have him, if he's on the pitch, then you think that he could be a differential. Mm. Yep. Uh, and the final player I want to mention is there's one number here, which is so far above everyone else. Uh, that it would be rude not to talk about it. And it was the same last season before his injury, uh, but it is Ben Chilwell with a points per 90 of 15.97. There's been quite a few people asking about Cucurella and Chilwell and who's going to play under Potter and all all that. I think Chilwell's at risk because we know Potter loves Cucurella, but I think Potter loves Cucurella at at centre-back, a left-sided centre-back. So I think we might start seeing more from, from Chilwell coming forward. And when he plays, he delivers it's just it would take quite a ballsy FPL manager to bring him in yeah I mean it's a work in progress by uh, Chelsea isn't it what Potter's going to do um, there's no question that Reese James is the go-to um, are you going to double up on Chelsea not at the moment but it, it, we have to see what happens with Chilwell and, and Cucurella because there's potential there's potential there but and that would signal a return a bigger the back maybe but at the moment I think it's fair to say people are, are trimming their defensive spend down to Playing a three-four-three uh, and 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 taking flushing money out, they're going two budgets, mm. aren't they? They're going Emerson and Williams or Patterson, not Patterson now because of the injury, but they're flushing money out. That's for sure. So right now, the talk of going another Chelsea wing back is off the menu, but could come back if if we see a pattern to to Potter's selection. He played eighteen minutes and got a goal and assist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't really do much more to be. But he wasn't fit, was he? He wasn't fit. But no. And 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 that's the problem with Chilwell. His 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 fitness isn't there, and Potter doesn't have to risk it. So you know that's what we're waiting on. Yep, for sure. Uh, let's move over to midfielders. Uh, then um, we've got De Bruyne, top of the pile, XG nine uh, non penalty for ninety of zero point eight one. Uh, then Sinistera in second, someone that I keep going on about, but I'm probably never going to own. Uh, scored two goals for Colombia off the bench um, as well. Had a bit more time. He's been coming back from injury. So you've got to think he's going to be kind of straight back in the side. Uh, and then Salah um, in third at 0.68. I mean, three quite big players to talk about uh, there for, for kind of different reasons. De Bruyne, 0.81 is ridiculously high for him. A lot of people have got him now because they've sold Salah for him. Mm. Yeah. He, You've got him. Yeah, Happy I mean, he, he's a hold. Yeah, I, I, and I'm, I'm not in the going back to Salah camp myself. Um, I think that with Haaland as captain, going back to Salah, you would have to have confidence enough where you were going to look to Salah as, as a captaincy option. And right now, I, I think it's difficult to to take it off Haaland. Um, I might, you know, going De Bruyne as your captain, it, the, the, the two players, De Bruyne and Haaland, are so linked intrinsically mm-hmm. because one is supplying the other. And you've got to think, you know, if Haaland gets a couple of goals in a game, De Bruyne is not going to blank. He should come out of that with something as well. So if you're going to look for an alternative captain to Haaland at the moment, it's not. it wouldn't be Salah for me. It probably would be De Bruyne. Uh, and even when we look ahead, you know, game week 11, you're probably looking at a Spurs player if you really want to come off Haaland as captain. Um, so because Salah's not really in the captain conversation at the moment for me, I mean, I'm not... People are saying he's a captain and he's a captain and watching against Brighton. Of course he is. He's always going to be some player you can consider. But for me, I haven't seen enough from him or Liverpool. And it is a thing. There's no question 
that he, tactically his role has changed for me to some extent, and and well, people have seen it, <laughs> and 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 it's there, right? Yeah, I mean this this is the data we've looked at in previous weeks as well. Last season was such a high for him in in every area that obviously he has dipped and declined. Um, the shot per ninety is the biggest drop. Two point eight three shots per ninety is the lowest it's been for the five seasons. Right, it's considerably lower than the four point five three last season. Um, so that you know, just looking at that, some example. You look at the the heap, the sorry, the the maps below, which plot his shots and his shots on target. The first one is this season, the next one is last season, and the one before that is the season before that. Obviously, and you can see the number of shots have decreased, the number of shots on target have decreased, the location of the shots isn't as concentrated in central areas. So. You know, there's there's data to support the fact that something has changed in the way Salah is either being instructed or Salah is is playing. I I saw earlier that he's 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 holding a wider role so that Trent can come inside, and then you know we saw Trent's crossing data, how often he's crossing from open play. Uh, that's presumably to supply Nunes, right? And so at the moment, I until I see a, a big shift in that and I see the data start to creep up I'm not confident enough to put the armband on him over Haaland but I'm not writing him off by any means I think you know he will factor mm. in our seasons again for sure it's interesting that his, his touches in the box per 90 isn't dramatically different no um, which is when you look at these charts you can see he is still getting you know getting the getting the shots off in the right place which is which is in the box right there's just less of them uh, but touching the box was 9.33 last year, which was his best year, was 10.07. So talking, you know, less than one touch of the match. A different 9.12 in 2021, which is, you know, less than what it is now. So he is still getting, he is still, do you think it's a case of he's still getting the ball in the right areas, but just choosing not to shoot and just looking to yeah, lay it off? And that's um, why his chance created is up. Yeah, his, his chances created are, are higher than they've ever been. They're double last season and more than double previous season. So something's happened there, you know, surely you know, by now we would have seen that start to creep back, but it hasn't, right? So it's a pattern now. It's almost a trend. Okay, it's six weeks. Maybe that's a small sample. But what we're seeing and what we're seeing in the data and what we're seeing in the matches is he is taking up wide roles and more often than not laying the ball off to Trent or trying to find someone in the middle, either, you know, Nunes or Diaz um, uh, or Firmino, right? So he is giving up opportunities to others more often than he has done in the past. And he's mm. not getting in the positions where he feels he can take shots as often. Now, that might change at a flick of a switch and, it, and then suddenly we have to consider him again. But sitting here now, I don't think, with Haaland as a factor as captain, I don't think he's a must-have anymore. Not at the moment. Mm. If I had him this week, I'd captain him. Would you? Again, against, against us. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, Haaland against United, it's, it, it, it's not the... I mean, United have been good and, and you know, I think the way City play almost plays into United's hands a little bit in this kind of game. I, I can't see City winning that game by a huge amount. Uh, you know, nor, and normally, you know, I hate United so much. Normally I say how, how bad they are and everything, but I don't know, it should be an interesting game. I think, you know, there's not going to be many weeks in which we get a chance to go against someone a bit different. And yeah. when you've got Salah yeah. as a bit of a differential, mm. I think if you've held it onto him for this long, you, you go for it. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's similar to last week with Kane, isn't it? It's like, how often are we going to have a viable alternative to Haaland um, and I guess if you've got Salah, he, he does present that. 
but I guess we're reading a lot into this Brighton managerial change and now that I mean Brighton normally if 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 that was Potter taking Brighton there you would think that Liverpool are going to be somewhat mm. restricted under the new manager maybe not but I I don't know I mean Liverpool's attacking data hasn't been awful I mean on the eye they haven't been as good well, that's the perception we've had but the data suggests they are still you know, in the top two or three attacks in the league. And I expect that. Yeah. And Thiago's back. And so that could really make a difference because he's, you know, he's incisive of his passing. He spots passes, others don't. And that could get Salah in behind. That's what we've not seen enough of. Salah getting in behind. He, he Too often he's receiving the ball too wide or too deep. Um, and, you know, that like I say, it could change with a flick of a switch. It is a gamble, I think, to go Salah over Haaland. But if you've got Salah, it's definitely a viable option, yeah. Yep. Uh, let's come back to Sinistera then at the other end of the price uh, spectrum to 6.5. Uh, I mean, I've been really impressed with what I've seen. I mean, he has had his minutes managed quite a lot. I think the most minutes he's played in the league has been 60 minutes in the last game. Um, obviously been kind of managed back to, to full fitness. Has got two goals in two starts. Uh, 0.7 on the XGI, non penny for 90. Mm. Leads with decent-ish fixtures. Uh, they have got the game in, in 12. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at kind of Martinelli, for example, and thinking if I had him and I had no other moves to make, would I consider making that move over to Sinistera? I think I probably would. Would you? I think so. Mm, I guess, you know, a game with 12 in mind, that's what, is that what yeah. you're thinking? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, I mean, looking at the ticker, for example, you've got Leeds um, over the next six. Uh, Villa, Palace, Arsenal. Okay, they're not great. Then Leicester Fulham in 12 and 13. Then on to Liverpool. Uh, Arsenal of that period have Spurs, Liverpool, a blank. So, I mean, you keep, maybe you keep Sinistera. Remember, you get Sinistera right up until game at 14. Then Leeds play Liverpool and Arsenal go into the forest. But then yeah. you've got money tied up in Martinelli, for example. Um, on a wild card, though, I think I probably would go for Sinistera over, over Martinelli. For me, it's such a small sample um, that I'm not, Want, I don't want to buy into it yet. Uh, so I want to see more of him. I want to see more of Leeds. Um, and I think you can afford to take some time because I don't think Villa, Palace, Arsenal are... They're okay fixtures. Mm. But you're right, the Leicester-Fulham pairing is probably looks to be the most profitable fixtures over this run. Um, you know, Villa could be. I mean, with Villa, you just don't know what you're going to get. Um, I don't see Leeds thrashing them. And the Palace away, I think Palace are a much better defensive team than the data suggests. And Arsenal are, are strong defensively. So I don't think Leeds are going to score more than a couple of goals in any of these games. Leicester away, Fulham at home, that could be where you want to get on board. And by then we can we can be a bit more confident in what Sinistera is, what what he presents us. But So I wouldn't move off Martinelli myself, but yeah, he could be vital. I mean, it's another one in the mix and it's good. I want to, I welcome it. Yeah. yeah. I just love watching him. He's one of those players yeah. where every time he, he does anything, I'm like, oh, why don't I own him? Because he's so exciting. Uh, to watch. I mean, the shots per 90 at two isn't in the top 10, but it's not far off. Uh, chances created is, is really low. So you are kind of, you're almost reliant on these, on these kind of goals where he skins about three players and, and, and scores. But he's a hell of a player, hell of a talent. And you've got to think he's only going to get better because he's been injured and he's learning the, you know, the new structure and the new system. So maybe you're right. Maybe this is, this is the case where we have a bit of patience and, and wait, but he's 0.8% owned. It's really tempting to jump on him uh, quickly. And I think he's going to be someone that we mentioned kind of throughout the season, but we never really get because there's always four other midfielders who are just slightly above. Well, this is it. Unless, is. unless you're playing five in midfield, because you know, you've got, you've got good 
mid-price options now. Uh, and you've got one of Salah, De Bruyne or Son to consider as well. So the slots available to you for a six, for mid-price, for 6.5 around that price, yes, you'd have to sell Martinelli. And that is a stretch for me. Martinelli's been strong, mm. hasn't he? Um, ridiculous, yeah. that Martinelli price. The longer the season goes on, the more ridiculous that looks, doesn't it? So... Yeah. Just make him seven. Just mm. make him seven. Don't make him six. That's done, on. isn't it? Done. It's mm. never done. It's done, but we'll never stop going on about it. Um, let's talk about some of the mid-price uh, midfielders. I mean, Zaha is someone who is is getting a lot of investment. Um, I went for Madison. You went for Bowen. Uh, there's some Sackers kind of knocking around um, as well. Got the fixtures kind of on the bottom of the screen uh, here. I mean, if you're going to pick one going forward, I mean... <sighs> It was really tricky last last week, wasn't it? Because Madison had Spurs, which didn't look great on paper. Got the goal, um, which was which was great. Um, a lot of people went for Bowen against Everton. He had the highest um, XGI in that game, 0.43, but didn't get anything from it. And now you look at these stats and it all points towards Zaha, doesn't it? Is he someone that you're thinking of moving for? He's someone I've got. You've got? Oh, he's one of the early moves, is he? Yeah. So mm. I... I didn't want to, I had exact money to get him and Haaland and I didn't want to, and they, and they were both like on the cusp of a rise. They haven't risen yet, but they, they're going to rise, I think, before mm. deadline. And I didn't want to be monitoring the prices over the international break. So I just moved. I just moved and got Zaha and Haaland in because I look at this period and think Zaha's a, a lock for me. Um, yeah, Chelsea at home, difficult fixture, I guess, but I, it's the kind of game Zaha turns up in and then Leeds, Leicester, Wolves, Everton, Southampton. And this is, I mean, that, Wolves at home, Wolves are a good defensive team, but I would think Leeds, Leicester, Everton, Southampton, there's no, no, profit nice. here. He's on penalties, isn't he, as well? Okay, he's not playing the central striker, but he's still, the 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 um, the XGI non-penalty per 90 is the strongest of these players we've got on screen now. Saka has the missing fixture. Uh, Bowen is on penalties as well, we believe, but has, has been disappointed. Um, I've still got Bowen, yeah, I, I think you need two of these four myself. And, I, you know, for me, mm. now it, it's Zaha and Madison look the best options here. I'm going to have patience with Bowen. Um, you know, he's got Wolves and Fulham at home next. And I think they're good fixtures. And he's on penalties. And I do expect West Ham to come out of this malaise that they're in. Um, but Madison looks hugely tempting as well. Um, I haven't got him yet, but and you have. But, yeah, I think Zaha and Madison are the two. I'd, if I was wildcarding, those are the two I would I would go for. He's got a hell of a point to prove, Madison, hasn't he? I mean, not being selected for the for the kind of World Cup, um, you know, preliminary squad, if you can call it that. I mean, he's he's got to feel like he's he should have a place in that team for a, a team that is struggling to create chances from open play. I'm not saying he should be a starter by any means, but you know, to not have him, I mean, he's such a creative player in the side, and I think his omission is a bit. I mean, I am very biased because I love him, but I I would have him in the squad. For, yeah, for a game which we're struggling I, to unlock. unlock he's teams. gonna he's gonna think he's got a chance of getting in, but then arguably, you know, Bowen is as well, right? Bowen needs to step up too. I'm surprised. Mm. You know, you've got to think he's going to push on soon at some point, and he did he did look the most likely for West Ham, and I think if West Ham are going to break out of this, Bowen will flourish, and so I'm I'm hopeful that I don't have to move Bowen to Madison. And that I'll get something from him against Wolves, and then I'll I'll be okay holding on. Game week twelve at Liverpool is difficult, but if he proves, you know, if he starts showing up, I'll probably retain him. But Madison for me, he is dragging that Leicester team forward, isn't he? They haven't got Vardy. Vardy's not as prominent as he used to be anymore in that team. So while Iheanacho and Dakar have talent, 
they are not the talismans that are going to bring them, you know, pull them through matches. And mm. Madison, when he was interviewed after the Spurs game, looked absolutely distraught that they'd lost and conceded so many goals. And he, he feels like he's the heart and soul of that team now because Tillemans probably is looking at the transfer window and going, oh, I'm off in January. Yeah. Madison feels to me like he is committed and, and trying to drag them out of where they are. And so I think, you know, I'm I'm confident that he, he's, his head's still in the game with Leicester and, and he's he's got to be very much thinking if I get goals and assists between now and the World Cup, I've got a chance. So, yeah, I buy into it, definitely. Yeah, he, he wears his heart and sleeve, James Bernard. As you can tell from his, his interviews and the way he talks about wanting to get more goals like for the side, I think he, he feels like he owes a lot to Brendan Rodgers as well for taking yeah. his game up to kind of the next level. I think he, owes, he feels like he owes a lot to Leicester as well because they took him from Norwich when he was at the Championship. He, he's not a player who, who would down tools. I don't think. I mean, he's had the injuries and, and problems with that and mm. he's been supported through all that. But I think he very much is the heart and soul of that side and they're going to, I mean, they've got a good run now. They're going to need to pick up points. They're going to need him. So yeah, I like him. I, I really like Zaha though mm. uh, as well. I mean, look at all these stats. I mean, you know, you look at, uh, he's had the most big chances. He's got the best goal conversion by, by far. Uh, most touches in the box, most shots in the box uh, and obviously the best XG on Penny 90. So He's a great option. I mean, I'll talk about my transfers later, but he's, he's on my radar, but I probably won't be able to get him because I'm going to have to move on another player. Mm. What, do, yeah, do you blame me for going with it early? Because I mean, like going early is a, no. is a risk. Um, but I looked at it and thought, I don't want to miss out on Zaha by 0-1, um, you know, near the deadline. So. Well, I mean, when, when, you, when you look back at the team data defence, I mean, Chelsea in 14th. Yeah. So, you know, Potter hasn't been there for that long and he's... No going to take a while to kind of turn that around so it's a good time for Palace to play Chelsea so no, I think it's I think it's perfectly viable to, to move early um, are you alright by the way you yeah the, uh, no I'm fine no you, I'm you all good, good. No, good. No, no I'm going to have to leave you in a set to go to the bathroom oh my god I can't believe your bladder is ridiculous <laughs> is it the anal beads is they getting in the way of it is that what it is yeah they've been mm. they've been they've been vibrating all day and, you you've know, got to you've got to yeah, miss them yeah uh, I might go now actually uh, I'll leave you with forwards blimey okay I'll speak. talk about this yeah it's a bit blurry oh okay, Nunes, I got it Nunes at the top and, and, and some guy called Harland go on then go and take your break uh, yeah. yeah so yeah forwards it's interesting We, like I said last year last season this time last season if Solanke had those fixtures for the price that you can get him we would be snapping him up when you think of the fact that we had some woeful footmen like yeah Red Horse need I say more um, this season yeah, we have we're we're treated to the fact that obviously Haaland and Kane are and particularly Haaland's elite, but Tony and Mitrovic, I think, have have done what we hope they would do. Tony has kicked on and Mitrovic has delivered exactly as he did in the championship. And those two are very difficult, I think, to dislodge. Isaac has been an option. He was pretty dreadful last time out and he now has the injury, so he's not in the game. But, you know, even when we look further down the list, I think Mopay's been showing up for Everton, looks looks handy, um, but I wouldn't go there, of course. Um, Solanke's next. I mean, you've got to think Solanke in the pecking order of things. He's not too far behind, given the fixtures, but I, for me, you just don't look beyond Mitrovic and Tony. And then, like like Az has got, you could have Haaland and Kane. So where do you find it? And we haven't talked about Jesus. A lot of people have moved off Jesus. And I see why, because obviously game week 12 is a factor. Um, Martinelli... And Free City, can you afford to be carrying Jesus into 12 as well? Probably not. And the other thing about Jesus is, while his data has been good and his form has been fantastic, he's not 
he's not that kind of he's not that traditional centre forward figure that Haaland and Kane is he's not in the box as much as we'd like to see him and if anything he's coming too deep and get involved in build up too much and that's almost made him disposable in a world where Mitrovic and Tony are those talismanic centre forwards so I'm not surprised to see Jesus being sold but mm. like Salah I think he will come back onto our radar as well so in a world where we've got these options it's very hard for Solanke to break in, even with those fixtures. And by the way, while you're away, I mentioned Mope. Done all right. Done all right. <laughs> no, I don't, you know. <laughs> yeah. he's, I'd say he's, he's had one good game and one bad game, which is, you know, mm. actually not a bad strike rate uh, for him. But yeah, he, he made the difference against, against West Ham. Yeah. Um, he, he played well. He led the line well um, in that match. He was poor in the, in the game before. Um, yeah, I mean, J- I sold Jesus and... I can't think of too many more reluctant sales mm. than him. I mean, forgetting his ownership and all that, I just think he is the the figurehead for for that Arsenal attack. Which Does he scare so you? Well. Does, not he scare Does he scare you not having him? <laughs> yeah, because I think he can he can score in any game. I think he can score multiple mm. goals in every game. The way Arsenal are playing, um, and I think actually he's been I mean, he's got four goals and three assists. And actually, in what I've seen, I think he's probably unlucky to only have those. Returns. He's he's played really well. So the the striker spots are so difficult because there's so many that I want. But I imagine Jesus will be back in my side, um, probably after game week twelve. Really? So what will you do? You're you're downgrade Kane to Jesus, will you? Because you're not going to sell Mitrovic, are you? Uh, so no, I think I think Mitrovic and Haaland are locks probably yeah. for the season, and then it will be that third spot which just kind of moves around. I mean, it depends. I mean, you know, it's a lot of money between Jesus and Kane, so it's what I can do with that extra three three million. Um, I mean, going into that Leeds game without Jesus is going to be horrible because he, he could get a number of returns in that game. Mm. Tricky. I, yeah. I don't know. Tricky. I mean, like Martin, because Martinelli's a lot, I guess if you move off Martinelli, then yes, but because Martinelli's a lot, you've got to be, you know, you've got to want to double up on Arsenal's attack. Um, and with the forward options we've got, it, it might be a while before Jesus comes back into the reckoning. It really depends if Tony can keep up the returns that he's been getting. And that's questionable because, you know, Mm. I think, I, I don't know whether Tony's a lot. He's certainly not as solid in our, in my team as Mitrovic is. Um, so I think that one forward spot while we're playing three up front could come available. But at the moment, Tony's got it. And I, he's ahead of Jesus for me at the moment with game week 12 a factor. Mm. I mean, it's interesting with Mitrovic as well. Cause, I mean, he's 17th out of forwards in terms of XGR non-penalty per 90, mm. 0.47. So, I mean, if you were purely looking at these stats, you would you know, not put him as highly as we were rating him when we were putting him in the kind of, you know, season keeper bracket. Um, but the stats don't really paint that picture. But I guess that's what you learn from watching the games and seeing what he's about and how, you know, how he is that kind of complete talisman for, for Fulham. But so many of his chances are, story. so many of his chances are headers, right? And, and, and mm. you know, the, that has an impact on his XG. If you look at the data across, he's in the top 10 for other areas, right? He Shots per 94.4, which is, is strong um, shots in the box three point five. So he's yeah, big chances one point. He's getting a big chance every game, um, and he's got the penalties like Tony, right? So, and Fulham are a team which they're, they're you know credit to Silver. He's come up and he's he's kept that that ethos that he showed in the championship. They're playing good, open, expansive football, and they haven't got that same pragmatic approach that we talked about Bournemouth having. And so when they go into a game that's a good fixture. You do see him scoring two, maybe even three goals. So that's in his favour, isn't it? Yep. 
Uh, a few people asking about uh, Mitrovic's injury. From what I understand, he had a bit of an injury in the first game of the international, started the second game, got subbed, had a bit of an ice pack on his leg. Yeah, and he's limping, but, right? Yeah. And he's limping, but come on. He's, he, you know, he's never scored against Newcastle. Three games, he's had no goals. But he's going to want to play. Oh, and yeah. And, 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 you know, unless his leg is hanging off, I think he would want to be on that pitch and will be on that pitch. So. And, they'll, and they'll get him on because they Silver mm. has to play him. Yeah, so I, I I think he'd be all right, but you know we, I would be absolutely astounded if he didn't start mm. uh, that match. Uh, I like this um, screen you've called it the Isaac succession plan. It reminds me of um, uh, Isaac's success. Exactly, Remember that him? was the pun you got yeah, it. That was, was exactly good? the yeah, pun I was looking good. for. Very Isaac good. success. Uh, no one's uh, very no one's very that. intricate like pun well, that that relies yeah, on some. Yeah. You know, some, you know me. Some crazy 4.4, yeah. 4.5. I had him. I played him quite often, Isaac's success. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever got anything from him once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, no, there he you go. Was... What, a, what a player he was. What an enigma. Um, what, <laughs> what's, what's your thoughts on these? I mean, obviously he's out for a while now. We think, what, two or three weeks is what's confirmed? Yeah, is that correct? Yeah. And, and, you know, looking at this, this is the Solanke conversation again. Look at the data. He, he, he doesn't stand up to comparison to Tony and Mitrovic so far. Uh, you are back in, if you are going Solanke over one of these two, and it would be Tony, I imagine, you it's are going on reading, the basis. Yep, yeah, you're going on the basis of the fixtures. But you look at Brentford's fixtures and they're not bad. They're not bad no. at all, are they? Yeah, Newcastle away, Chelsea at home, Brighton at home. That those three could be tough. But then Villa, Wolves, Forest. You know, there's and and Tony has stepped up, hasn't he? Tony, Tony has. There's got he's got more to his game this season. It's fair to say. And Brentford have been better and more expansive than I expected. I thought you know Ericsson coming in was what triggered Tony's Tony's up upturn last season. And I thought they you know he would struggle to be in our thinking, but. They've looked all right, Brentford. And, and, you know, they've scored goals in games. So, I, again, we said before, I think it's tough to make a case for Solanke, even with the fixtures. Yeah, I'm not totally sold on Tony either. Mm. I, I still think he's he drops deep a bit too much and gets other players into the game. And I know he got that hat trick, but other than that, I'm, I don't watch games and not own him and feel like I have no. to move for him really quickly. That's the mm. kind of the main thing. Whereas I don't have that feeling with, with Mitrovic. <laughs> I think if you haven't got Mitrovic and you've got Isak, you you obviously move for him. He's, he's the obvious one. Um, yeah, I mean Solanke is is just you know for the benefit of the podcast listeners. I mean he's he's in terms of Tony Solanke and Mitrovic all compared to each other. The only thing Solanke is doing better on is baseline bonus <laughs> per ninety. Um, so we're talking you know touching the box shots, big chances, touching the box. He's he's the worst of of all three. It is purely just for those those fixtures. Um, in terms of Isak, though, I mean, Wilson is is back or imminently back. I think that probably pushes Isak out wide, one of the wing spots. Could do, yeah. The, the right, right, because mm. someone's going to play on the left, which obviously reduces the appeal a bit. He's playing up front. I think he's a good option because Wilson will get injured again. I was going to say, does, Isak comes back in. Isak's only going to be wide for a couple of games until, know, until the, uh, the cheese straws go again in the hamstrings of, of Callum Wilson. He's such a good player. Such mm. a good player, Wilson. Such a, such yeah. a shame. Uh, but yeah, I think... Um, yeah, for me, I think, you know, you, you go Mitrovic top and then, and then Tony and then Slanky yeah. at least three. Yeah, he is, ne- he is next in the pecking order while Jesus is off the menu, isn't he? Mm. But it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a stretch for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's four, I mean, Tony, Mitrovic, Kane, Jesus, 
That's four strikers I'd have over Solanke. There's probably mm. another one. Before you even um, mentioned Tony. Yeah. 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 Yep. Cool. Okay. Um, I think I did say Tony, didn't I? I can't remember. Oh, did you? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Uh, predictions. So it's annoying that you've predicted 10 less than me, that you missed a week. And I'm still beating you. I know. Well, well, yeah, because you've got less wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm beating you on the percentage. Yeah. But you had a good week last time out, though, didn't you? You got the Villa Southampton score Hello. bang on. And then you yeah, got f- you got four other correct scores. So five out of seven. Outcomes five out of right. seven, right? Yeah. Mm. I was I was happy with that. Uh the only ones I got with Newcastle Bournemouth. I mean, I just thought Newcastle were gonna win that comfortably. And then I, I went one nil West Ham but got it around the wrong way. So yeah, pretty, pretty close. Um you're beating me on correct outcomes, forty seven percent to forty three percent. Um, my 10% correct scores I think is the best we've ever seen mm. on, on this, yeah. on this yeah. but we both got to wrap our game 50% is our minimum that's where the benchmark yep. is right so we've absolutely let's let's get start let's get serious now with these come on 40, 43% is, is really poor on my side mm. uh, shout out to um, at Tricky FPL as well who's, who logs these uh, for us each week we appreciate it uh, right let's take a look predictions this week um, Arsenal Spurs I took ages on this one I just I just couldn't work out the only reason I've gone for a 2-1 Arsenal and an Arsenal win is because Arsenal do seem to historically beat Spurs at home I just mm. you know it, it, they just they just do so given that they're playing well and there's not much in it I think I'd, I'd just edge for them so I've gone for 2-1 uh, you've gone for a, a on the fence draw yeah I I, <laughs> I I just think with Son snapping as he did and he's going to be you'd think he's going to be a factor in this game more than he's been to this point I mean I saw him in the flesh at Forest he was very disappointing but Confidence is back in those legs now, and he, he, he he's going to be a big concern for Arsenal. So I, I do see Spurs scoring goals, um, mm. but equally I see Arsenal breaching the Spurs defence. So two two was the one I settled on, but I'm, it's it's going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. Certainly not, no way near a Garden Centre am I going at twelve thirty on Saturday. That's for sure. I am going to. There's be some really good team. games. Yeah, there's some really good games this week. I mean, yeah. you've got the two derbies: Arsenal, Spurs, City, United, and you got Leicester Forest, which is already a kind of relegation. Yeah. <laughs> Battle. West Ham Wolves. West Ham Wolves. Yeah, West Ham. Mm, yeah, I, I've got to say, Pippa said like she's put me in for like a barbecue. Yeah. Or, 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 and I looked at it and thought, what's the 5.30 game? I'd look at that. Well, I'm going to have Bowen. You know what? I don't mind recording that and seeing that later. No. I don't think that's a classic, is it? But, you know, I could be wrong. But yeah. I don't think so. No. Uh, go down the list. Bournemouth Brentford. I've gone for a 1-0 Brentford. Uh, you've gone for a one all. Yeah, I think they'll get Brentford. Well. Under O'Neill, bit of revival. They got the result of Forest. Um, scored against Newcastle as well. I, you know, I, I, I think they'll get something. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, Palace Chelsea both come for two one. Yep. Chelsea won't be easy for them, but you'd expect Potter to get his first win. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think that Chelsea should have too much for them, but I think it's another good game. Yep. yep. Uh, Fulham Newcastle. I've gone for different results here. I've gone for a two one Newcastle. You've gone for a two one Fulham. Yeah, Rich, really, Rich really impressed with Fulham. Really impressed with Fulham. And I think I think they've got a really set of way of playing, really good first 11. Um, I mean, obviously, the caveat is Mitrovic has got to be fit. But if he is, I, I fancy him. I think they're good at home. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll give them the victory here. So it's good that we got the difference there. That'd be, yeah, I, can't believe, I can't believe Forrest lost to Fulham again after leading. Oh, well, not good. I don't want to talk about it, really. No, I no. bet. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool Brighton. We've both gone for a draw. I've gone for three all. Three all. You think this new manager is going to come in and instantly going to ruin the defence and pep up the attack, do you? Wow. Yep. I think I think Liverpool are, are get at a ball, um, right. even with Thiago back. 
yeah, two yeah, completely, yeah, two completely contradicting styles. I mean, last year we came back from two 0 down mm. and drew two all, um, and I think it's going to be a, a fun game. New manager, new ideas, not fully being able to implement them yet. Yeah, high scoring game, exciting one. Looking forward to it. A, a, a long defence one all from me. Yeah, <laughs> but essentially we've both gone for a draw, mm. but not a, not a Liverpool mm. win. Um, Southampton Everton this is another garden centre game I think oh definitely uh, yeah. yeah I've gone for a one all. you've gone for a one nil Southampton yeah don't want to talk about that too much but yeah I I, I, I see Southampton nicking it I, I often underrate Southampton in these in these uh, predictions but I don't see Everton scoring a uh, tight game little in it one nil. I've given them a few kick. wins Southampton they've let right. me down so yeah. I'm, I'm less <laughs> I'm yeah. less optimistic about that uh, West Ham Wolves I, I just think they're pretty much as bad as each other so I've gone for a one all. Uh you've gone for a one nil West Ham no goals for Costa there do you reckon Costa comes into the lineup? maybe I don't think so I don't think they have to start him I think um, Wolves have still got options uh, I think he's a he's an impact sub for me I don't, I don't see him being a starter for them we really do need to get a garden centre logo that's a very yeah we need a little shrub or something don't we yeah, yeah. yeah. what, what should yeah. it be what represents a garden centre best I don't know you know these days people go to garden centres for, for fire pits and stuff now don't they they don't really go for plants anymore do God, they that's a bit we can't put a fire pit no there. you that's can't a <laughs> <laughs> like a gnome I, I go there at Christmas for my decorations a gnome a gnome mm. would be a good one yeah, yeah. no more a shrub yeah. a shrub is a shrubbery mm. as the uh, yeah. Monty Python guys would say uh, City United yeah this is an interesting one I think United could get something out of this um, but I've gone for a 2-0 City win <laughs> it's uh, it's the kind of game isn't it that United are going to you know if they go back to their kind of Solskjaer days of of invite the press and, and look to counter and, and soak up the pressure they had some joy with that didn't they yeah they did against City and against mm. against other teams as well uh, it's just whether City score early I think I just think the Haaland factor is is big and he's going to be up for this all the Roy Keane stuff that went on his dad in the stands and all that kind yeah. of stuff I think someone said in the chat he's even going to get four or get a red card which is might even do both mm. I just think they, they are going to have too much for United but I'm really looking forward to seeing the game because I thought Arsenal would have too much for United um, in that game and, and they looked like they were going to for long periods but United just soaked up the pressure and then just hit them on the counter which was classic United of the last few years so mm. yeah you've gone for 2-1 so you're thinking it's going to be more yeah I think it'll be a decent game I think United will, will put up a fight it's, it's, it's really interesting to see how Ten Hag deals with, with the City uh, tactics and what he, mm. how he sets them up so we don't know yet you know it, it's very difficult to say how this is going to go with Solskjaer we knew how that was going to go we knew what the game plan was going to be with Ten Hag we don't so you know, we can only really speculate. Uh, I do think United will put up a fight, though, and yeah, it won't be easy for City. And City have they've they've conceded goals, they've conceded ground to teams. They they will give up some chances. I think that they are still defensively the best side in the league. But you know, Edison's had more to do this season for sure. That's that's my perception. Mm. So I think United could have a goal in them again, um, but I think City will have too much. Yeah. Yeah. Another another player who wasn't in the England um, so was was Sancho. He'll be desperate to kind of prove his worth as well. So yeah, big calls from from Southgate. You know, uh, I mean, he hasn't really been that good, so it's not. A huge no, he surprise, doesn't. But... He didn't deserve the call up, does he? But no. yeah, he he got the goal last time, didn't he? Didn't he? So yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, with with Bowen, with Madison, with Sancho, these are some big names for England who are going to. They haven't got long now. Got what, no. two months yeah. to prove themselves. Um, Leeds Villa. Now this is very rare for you. Not only have you not gone for a Leeds win, 
but you've also not gone for an Aston Villa loss. Uh, you've gone for a draw, a mm. one-all. Yeah, I don't know what to make of Gerard and Villa. Still don't. I, I, I don't. I still don't think it's a happy camp. I still don't think he knows his best eleven, etc. But I, I just see them. They, they take. They, they're not going to get any risks. It's going to be a very pragmatic performance and and set up again. I think it's going to be hard for Leeds to break them down. They're going to be organised, I expect. So I just don't think very many goals and not the spectacle that we want from this game. Um, so I'm not that optimistic on this one. I think all the viewing pleasure is going to be City United and Leeds is mm. Leedsville is going to be uh, an unsatisfying dessert um, to follow that. But we'll, we'll see. <laughs> one all for me. Yeah, I think Gerard basically said, didn't he? He went back to basics against Southampton, wanted to grind out. What does that mean? Back to basics. Back to basics. Classic textbook. That's Allardyce all over, isn't it, really? Uh, It's not what you want to hear. I think basically what it means is, like, stop all your creative players creating anything. It was dreadful. Have more play really. Oh, oh, oh my God. It was so bad. It's one of the worst games I've ever seen. Definitely. Genuinely. (laughs) Even McGinn at the end of the game, they won it 1 0. He almost apologised, didn't he? Oh, it was like it was watching Coutinho just try these outrageous long balls that were just going absolutely nowhere and it was just like why why what's happened to oh, you we know why because Gerard... Gerard's trying to save his job yeah. so I know yeah. Oh, it was mm. yeah, really painful uh, I've gone for 2-1 leads I'm just hoping that a slightly more attacking brand of football wins out um, in that but yeah again I wouldn't be surprised if it was lower scoring that uh, and then Leicester Forest I think the manager who loses this gets the chop Cooper I ain't going anywhere I, I I said I was on Planet FBL or, or FBL Planet as you like to call it. And I said okay. to James, there'll be uproar if Cooper gets sacked. Um, it could happen, but the only way it could happen is if there's a a big big name coming in, right? Because you can't replace Cooper with a run of the mill uh, manager who's not who's not a big name who's not going to the supporters are going to look at and go, okay, I see why we've 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 moved from Cooper. Uh, we owe him a lot, Cooper. He, you know, he's got so much credit in the bank that it would have to be a too cool like appointment for Forest well, my, fans to 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 go with it. I think. My question to you though is: Does the owner share the same sentiment as the fans? Because often, you know, you, you could be an absolute. You know, I mean, look at Ranieri for for Leicester. Like there wasn't exactly Leicester fans calling for his head, and they made the decision to get rid of him. I mean, the Nottingham Forest owner has spent a lot of money, bought in a lot of players, and if he doesn't feel like Cooper's the man to get the most out of them. Is it not better to react quickly? And yeah, from his point of view, I, that could happen. But the only way I think he would feel he can get away with that, and the supporters would back it, would be if he's bringing in a huge name, like someone, a top elite manager. You can't, you know, you 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 couldn't get rid of Cooper and bring in a middle of the road, you know, championship manager, or you know, a, a failed Premier League manager mm. who's come back to you know back from the dead or something. It would have to be a two-call level appointment. It'd have to be a, an elite level manager who we look at and think, blimey, okay, well, you can't argue with that because Cooper is is such a hero for me and many, many Forest fans that I think we'd be on the streets if he sacked him. Even if we lost at Leicester, we would be devastated, I think. So I think he knows that. Maybe he knows the connection with the fans. He can't risk it, I don't think. He can't risk it. Because if we lose the support, we're down anyway. Mm. So he, he, he need, if he makes a decision, he's got to make a decision that he thinks the support will be behind, and that is going to be a hell of a, a hell of an appointment to replace Cooper. I think. Yeah, I mean Nicholas, Nicholas in the chat says it wasn't the same for Bielsa at Leeds. 
That is true, but they were plummeting, weren't they? And 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 the tactics weren't working. And and I think that is the same for Cooper at the moment. But I think he'll give Cooper a chance to change it. Now, if we go to Leicester, nothing changes tactically and we lose 4-0, then mm. maybe I'll be singing a different tune. But I don't I think Cooper's good enough where he will go. Cooper will recognise he's got to change something because the owners will be looking and going, well, we're going to mm. give you time, but only if you show that you're reacting to what's happened so far and you're changing things tactically or you're changing your team selection. If we if we see if they see it stay the same, then yes, it'll be a Bielsa scenario. Whereas where it's like we can't afford to lose this status, it's taken us twenty three years to get it. Mm. If we think we've got a man who can keep us up, we will move to that manager. But who would that be? As I said, it has to be a bloody big name for, I mean, for it's, me it's, to be behind it and for other Forest fans to be behind it. It's just interesting that we, we've both gone for a Leicester win here. I've gone for a 2 0, you've gone for a 2 1. Mm. I think that would be. No, that a, wouldn't be enough. No. We'd have to. No. Okay. It wouldn't be enough for Cooper to get the sack. Defeat wouldn't be enough. Defeat with nothing looks better. We don't play well and we get. You know, it looks like we can get picked off at any given moment. Then, yeah, that would be bad. But I don't think we'll. Be, I think it'll be a good game. We'll be in it. But I think Leicester will probably have too much for us. I think the Villa game after that is more important. Mm. That's a home game, and Villa are definitely beatable. Um, because I don't think they're in a good state, and I think you know they're for the taking with our support behind the team. If we put on a performance at Leicester, even if we lose, if we, if there's positive signs at Leicester, even in defeat. Cooper keeps his job and we beat Villa, I think. Okay. But 4 0 Leicester and you might be in trouble. You might be in trouble. Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, right. Before we look at our teams, let's take a quick look at the captain matrix. Uh, it's Haaland. It's Haaland. Then he doesn't have a game. Uh, mm. So we can't pick him in game each other. Oh, uh, he's still on the captain matrix in 12. Obviously, we, that game's cancelled. So yeah, of course. Sorry. Should have. Why don't I not take that off? Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Yeah. I should have shared. Um, game week 11 is interesting because Haaland plays Liverpool obviously um, someone like Kane or if you've got Son for example plays uh, Everton also Arsenal got that really good looking game against Leeds so Jesus um, for example uh, Salah's done well against City as well so it could be an option so game week 11 there could be a bit of yeah. going against Haaland game week 12 there will be because he hasn't got a game but every other match is yeah. probably just going to be Haaland isn't it, it, I, would still it go, is. I would go I would go Salah this week though mate. I, I, but I think like in my position now, and if you're a manager who's not happy with their rank and wants to make ground, you've got to look for opportunities to go against Haaland. And 11 and 12, obviously 12, you're going to. Um, and 11, you be. I think you've got to put yourself in a position to get either Son and Kane to give yourself that opportunity. So I will be. I will probably be moving De Bruyne out because he doesn't play 12. And I'll be going to Son in 11 and probably captaining him in 11 um, against Everton at home. Uh, and then obviously taking Son and mm. uh, into game week twelve and beyond probably won't get De Bruyne back if 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 Son becomes what I hope he will be, which would, last season was an elite player pushing Salah all the way. So um, eleven and twelve are the key game weeks really for for players and managers yeah. who want to catch up um, because there's there's room there. And I think it's about positioning yourself to get yourself in the best position possible for eleven and twelve. Um, where do you go with the captaincy in 12? You know, if you don't have Salah, you, you probably are looking at the likes of Madison and Mitrovich, aren't you? Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be a kind of roll of the dice, isn't it? I mean, not having Salah for that game, I think is going to be tricky and it might even be something I look to look to address. Um, who, who have Spurs got that week? Spurs have got United, so they're, they're not a shoe-in mm. either. Again, if you've got Son, 
uh, which you you know you should have Son and Kane ahead of the game week eleven game against Everton. You would be tempted if they show form to go with a Spurs attacker away at United, maybe depending on where United are at at that point. You know we think they're improving, so maybe not. It's a it's a difficult decision. You know Madison at home to Leeds in that Thursday game does look appealing, which is one of the mm. reasons why I've got to think moving Bowen to Madison because Bowen's at Liverpool in that game is is the way to go. Um, so right now, I would say unless Brighton come good because Brighton have got Forest, and if your man's going to come in and have the impact you say and you think, <laughs> then a Brighton player could even be a captain's option. But for me, right now, you know, it's owning a Spurs player in game week 11 and it's giving yourself the Madison option in game week 12 Mm. looks the way to go unless we see Salah start to be revived yeah. as an option and Liverpool scoring more goals. I mean, Trent potentially, um, you know, West yeah. Ham still struggling yeah. to, to score goals and and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah there'll, be, uh, there'll, be, there'll be a big spread of, of captains that week. It'll be very interesting. Um, let's look at the captain data for this week because again, I do think you can you can make a case for quite a few different players. Um, this week, I mean, Haaland obviously is, is going to be the player who on these on these stats charts shows up so strongly. I mean, next year, Nompenit Benanti of 1.02 is is absolutely nuts. Most big chances, most shots in the box. Obviously, 11 goals. <laughs> Crazy. Mm. Um, well, looking at the teams, I mean, you know, if, if we, we both agree that we don't really think Palace are a team to, to necessarily target. Um, they're playing Chelsea this week, but the, the data does suggest that if you do have a Reese James or a Sterling, uh, they might be an okay option, but a lot of people won't have that and you know, not be long going to move them for like Havertz or Mount. And Potter, who knows who Potter's going to line up in this match. So we're kind of ruling that game out. But Forrest are next. So, you know, we have we talked about Madison as a potential captain option for 12. I mean, is he a potential option captain option for this week? There's a lot of support for him on Twitter, isn't there? Mm. There's a lot. I mean, and I guess if you have to go against Haaland and you don't have Salah, he is probably, well, he is the next best option. I would mm. say, um, it, uh, particularly with Mitrovic potentially not being fit, and we don't know. Um, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I think there's something in that game for Madison because I do. I do think Leicester will beat us. I've predicted that, so I think there's a return in it. But I don't think there's a good enough reason to go against Haaland this week. I don't. You know, United's mm. defensive data isn't brilliant. Um, City are by far the best attack in the league. We saw earlier. You know, they're creating four big chances a game, averaging that. A ninety, they will create against United. Haaland will get opportunities, um, so I think De Bruyne is probably the only option. You know, I, I've, I'm considering going De Bruyne over Haaland just for the differential, but I probably won't. I probably, you know, with the penalties and with the big chances that will come his way, De Bruyne probably will get something out of the game if if City win and Haaland score. There's a good chance he will, but would he outscore Haaland? Don't know. I, so I mean, for me, that's the only route. If you don't have Salah, is you'd go you'd go De Bruyne, um, mm. Madison. It's too it's too far of a stretch for me at the moment. Yeah, uh, the one other uh, player to mention is uh, Arsenal, right down, uh, well, right up or down, depending on which way you look at it. Um, they're the best defense of the yeah. teams that we're, we're listing. Actually, uh, Nunpenny conceded not point seven six, but Harry Kane, he has thirteen goals in fifteen appearances uh, against Arsenal and two assists. So he returns something every game against Arsenal, uh, in theory. Mm. Uh, he scored more goals against Arsenal than any other player in Premier League history as well. He took over from, I think it was Rooney, uh, last season. Um, if you're into that kind of stats and that kind of thing, and you believe, I mean, Harry Kane has always struck, struck me as a player who feeds off that kind of record. Uh, he's certainly not a bad option. 
but I think the ceiling for him is probably lower than some of the other players. So yeah, I I, I think yeah. there are fixtures where you know, as we said, Everton in game week eleven. I think I would go Kane or Son over Haaland in that in that game week. I think that there's enough stacked in favour of the Spurs attackers to to make you move off Haaland. But this week it's a home game for City. It's a away game for Spurs. Local derby Spurs. I've said two all, so I think Kane will get something mm. out of the game. But it could easily be nil nil as well. The London derbies are very hard to read uh, in terms of what kind of game we get. Um, whereas I think City, it's a home win. I think United will put up some barriers, but City will get through them. And, I'm, and you've got to think Haaland will get something from the game. You've got to think he gets yeah. something from most home games this season, right? So why would no, you? Why would games. you go against that? Yeah, <laughs> at the moment. Probably plays or on the bench or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You, you've got to have a good reason to go against Haaland, and yeah, I don't yeah. think this week makes a strong enough case. No, no, I think I, I agree with that. I, feel, I like I said, I think Salah, Salah for me is the only one that I'd, I'd go for. But um, even then, I still think it'd be a bit of a bit of a coin flip. Um, right, let's take a look at our teams then, and then I've got a a wildcard team um, that I can show because I know quite a few people on on wildcards. Mm. Uh, let's start with your team then, um, and you've got Raya in goal. Uh, Trent Trippier, James, uh, Zaha, De Bruyne, Bowen, Marcelli, Mitrovic, Harland, and Tony. You have got De Bruyne captain at the moment. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, I might do. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not ruling that out. I, 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 as I said, they're, they're 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 linked, aren't they? It's like the Son and Kane thing. Uh, I mean, Harland can outscore De Bruyne, but De Bruyne's outscored him in two games already this season. I think it's three two to Harland at the moment in 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 terms of outscoring each other. So. Yeah. And De Bruyne is a big game player. He, he, if it's a tight game, De Bruyne could come out on top here, but I probably will end up on Haaland because, like I say, I've got, to, I've got to select the weeks to roll the dice and there's a couple mm. coming up, obviously, in game week 11 and then game week 12. So I don't need to push yet, I don't think. Uh, so I'll probably move it back to Haaland in the end because I think I've got enough in this team that can get me some points back on people. You know, I've got, I've got Trent, I've got Zaha, I've got Bowen. I've got Tony, uh, and, and they're differential enough, that combination, that if, if, if a couple of them come in, I can make up some ground. So I don't think I have to push and go against Haaland, but I might I might yet do it. But I'm not, I'm happy done, with that team going forward. I mean, it's good. Yeah. So you've done Kane to Haaland and Gibbs-White. Gibbs-White to Zaha, yeah. I had the exact money to do it. Um, and yeah. I, I just didn't want to miss out on Zaha going forward. And, and I look at that and think Bowen to Madison is a future move. And then De Bruyne to Son, uh, game week 11. Um, so those are the planned moves. I've got Perisic on the bench there. So in, in games where I think Perisic starts and can return, Arsenal away might not be one of them, but Perisic is a, is a player I can bring into that 11 and it can have an impact. And again, he's, he's a decent differential. So I like the team. I, I don't think there's too much wrong with that at the moment. Um, so while I'm struggling rank-wise, I look at my team and think I'm quite happy with that. So let's see what happens. Doesn't look like a team of someone ranked five points. No, but it never has. Has it? It's just I, I I've managed to skillfully move my players around to yeah. it. It always looks like a decent team, but it's never delivered points, and uh, that's a bit of a problem in fantasy football, isn't it? That's what um, that's what Luke's always done. Yeah, as well, he's always managed that, but now he's gone to the dark side. So yeah, he's... you see, he's playing sensibly now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Boy, uh, yeah, the, the computer will crash eventually. Then he'll go back to normal. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, my team, um, I've got Ward or Henderson in goal. Don't know which one. Probably Ward. <laughs> you got to play Henderson. Uh, you think? Yes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Got... Just, uh, 
don't know. I did, I've got I've got lesser to win to nil. And do you? Oh, okay. You think Forest won't score? Okay. Yeah. Blimey! I if we know. don't score at Leicester, I, we are in trouble. Right. I don't really care. I think they both. <laughs> I think they both get. You don't really care. Anyway. My God. <laughs> right. it, That's uh, where I'm at with goalkeepers. It, it's a lesser. It, yeah, it's two evils, isn't it? What do you choose? You know, back yeah. in the spur, uh, the Leicester or the Forest defenses, it's not. You're not in great shape. Yeah, I mean, I Ward's, Ward has got the better fixture, but Henderson's probably got the bigger ceiling of, mm. of points and saves and stuff. So I don't. Uh, Ward probably won't play anyway, so it'll, it'll come out decision for me. Uh, and then it's Trent Diaz, Trippier. Foden, Madison, Marcelli and Gross. I mean, look at my midfield now. Now I've taken Salah out. I've got no premium mid. So Foden is now I my know, most expensive I just noticed that. midfielder. It's weird, isn't it? It looks really weird. I don't, li- I don't like it. Are you, are you sleeping? Because no. I would be Not worried really. about that. No, I just no. like no comfort blanket of a 10 million plus mid. No. How I can't much, remember how much have you got time. in the bank? Uh, like 1.7, something right. like that. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you what my movies in a sec. Mm. Uh, Harlan captain Kane and, and Mitrovic. Um, I've got two options. Um, I could get another mid, mid-price mid, <laughs> which would be gross to Zaha, because uh, I do like Zaha going forward. But I'm also, like I've been talking about, I'm so excited about Brighton yeah, attack. You, and you can't gross, possibly so. sell gross after what you said tonight. No chance. I would never let no, you live that down. can't really sell gross. No. Uh, so instead, it's going to probably be a stoop in the end to James. Yeah. For, right. doesn't ex- I can't really see how that can go wrong, which means it probably will. So what's your um, plan for Kane then? Because presumably you want to keep him with 12 in mind and you want to mm. captain him in 11, do you? You want to go against Haaland in 11, right? I think what I'd probably what I'd be looking to do is move Kane and Foden out in game week 12 really? uh, and bring Salah back in. Right. So you're going to captain him against yeah, West Ham. Okay. So you're going to save the transfers to give yourself two in 12. I think so. So you move to Salah yeah. and you would captain Salah then, would you, against West Ham? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So then that would get me my my because Foden's fixtures are I mean City's fixtures are, are decent sort of up until then they've got Southampton at home um, next week and then, okay then Liverpool that's fine I can ride out for that uh, yeah I mean it would be a bit of a reluctant sell for Foden but you know to bring Salah back in I, I, I don't think he's a, he's difficult to sell at the moment I think there's there's such good options in that price bracket that I think you can move to another player in that bracket and and be content about it and Zaha the fixtures are very strong aren't they so if that's where you're going to go, or, or arguably, you know, will it be Salah? I mean, because the the thing is with Salah is, I mean, it's it's West Ham in twelve, which we've already said is he's probably the standout captain pick because there's not a huge amount of options, and then it's Forest and then it's Leeds. Yeah. So. So who's your replacement for Kane going to be? Well, I don't know. That's a good question. It would have to be someone around seven million. So it it could be it could be a Tony. Um, there's this guy who plays at Bournemouth. I've never heard of him. Dominic Slanky. Yeah, he's. A, I've said. All, uh, I've said all show. He's a. He's a shoe in. Yeah, I. Yeah, I guess you're going to move to my forward line. Then it'd be Haaland, Tony Mitrovic, right? Yeah, if, I if mean, Tony with, shows with up. The, I mean, the thing is, with with Gross um, from twelve. I mean, in game week twelve, Gross has got Forest, uh, and then it's Man City, Chelsea. Then it's a decent run. So if if Brighton are looking decently attacking, then I could just get away playing Gross, um, and hmm. you know, moving to do a cheaper forward. I don't know. There's a few things I can do, but. Not getting Zaha though. Mm. I know. Get, not getting Zaha does feel a bit weird. Mm, yeah. Because mm. I do I do I do want him, but mm. not easy to move one of Foden Madison or no, Gross no. up. And I want James as well, because I think he's just a yeah. Chelsea yeah. pick uh, too. Um wildcard team. I said this to you and you said it was all right, so that's something. Uh Ray in goal, uh, James Cancelo Trippier, Zaha Salah, Sinistera Madison. Mitrovic, Tony Harland. Yeah. Fairly dull, but it's got your Zaha in. Uh, it's got Madison and Sinistera, who are a bit interesting. 
I kept Salah, but got rid of Trent. Um, and then the front three with the two mid-price forwards and Haaland. I think that looks pretty strong, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I mean, the big decision there is obviously Salah, right? And I think that, you know, going with Salah and hoping for the revival and his output, and he's not been, you know, the output's been decent. It's just the data and the, and the, and the eye test hasn't been as, as strong as we would expect. But, and the fixtures aren't easy for them, but I think it's, it's worth going there because it's going to differentiate you potentially. It gives you that captain option in 12, of course, that some won't have unless they can save their transfers and move to him. Mm. Um, so I think it's probably a powerful thing to do. Um, the rest of the team kind of picks itself. You know, Rayo, as we've discussed, is probably the better of a bad bunch at the moment in goal. Um, James and Cancelo, yeah, I can see why you go. Cancelo, no Trent at the moment. I wouldn't move off Trent, like I said, but would I no. move to him? No, probably I would go Cancelo. Chippier, you've got to, I think, yeah, he's in most teams. He's got to be in the wildcard teams. Um, Zaha, we've talked about. Madison, I think, we've talked about as well. Makes Makes sense. And the front three are the best front three to have at the moment, I think, um, if you're not going to have double up and Kane and, and Harlan two heavy hitters. So it's just in a stereo, really, which is the role of the dice, I guess, there. Mm. You've gone for him over a Brighton midfielder. You know, I, I would personally would go Trossard. I would, I would buy mm. into your hype uh, <laughs> and I would go Trossard because um, I just think he's your best player. Um, and I think the new manager would think the same, but who knows? We don't know mm. yet. So I think, yeah, it's a good wildcard team, um, but it's not one that's going to rip up trees in terms of being differential, is it? It's Sinistera is about the only player there who people would look at and go, you're relying on Salah, aren't you? If, if yeah. you want to make up ground with this, you're relying on Salah. Yeah, I, li- I like it though. I mean, I, it's a typical thing. You, you put a wildcard team out. You think, Why doesn't mine look like that? <laughs> it, looks, it looks great because mm. you know, he's got Zaha and he's got Cancelo who I don't have. Uh, you know, I think the only, and he's got Salah, I mean, the only, the only, player I really had a lot of deliberation about was that second premium is it Haaland is it Salah is it Son is it De Bruyne yeah. there's you know, plenty of good, of good options there mm. but I went for Salah just because I think this week is, is a week where you could be a bit different and it seems weird to say that but I think Salah is a different yeah. captain this week the only thing there is you don't have a Spurs player for game week 11 with no, no hope to Everton right so yep. I, you know there is maybe if you're brave with that, you would go Son over Salah because you think that mm. Son could get something at Arsenal and yep. Salah against Brighton's not great. And then you take Son into 11 and then you swap to, to Salah in yeah, 12. But to do, yeah, that, you do you, that, you've got to have the transfers and the money in the bank or you've got to have two transfers going into 12. Mm. Um, you know, And if Salah shows up in the next two or three games going into 12, I think most of us will want him for that and want him as captain in game week 12. So... A lot of what we've said about Salah tonight could change if against Brighton he he starts to show more. You know, he, he just starts to look like the Salah we saw last season. Um, at the moment, we're not seeing that. I've not given up on him, as I keep saying, because there'll be people, you know, mm. we're talking about the best FBL asset we've ever seen. Um, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not totally against him at the moment, but I think I'd rather have De Bruyne or Son at the moment than go to Salah in 12. Mm. Yeah, I mean, no, no Arsenal or Spurs in this in this wildcard team. No. Um, fixtures, though, is, isn't it, for Arsenal? That's yeah, the trouble. fixtures. I mean, Arsenal yeah. right down the bottom end of the blank, so that's why sort of someone like Marcel isn't in there. Um, yeah, uh, I had someone else I was going to mention. Got no reason oh, Diaz. Just um, I do wonder yeah. when Diaz is going to be a factor for us. Yeah. I like him a lot because mm. he's taken up central areas as well. I and mean, you can yeah, tell that is. Klopp is telling him to get to get into the box and to feed off the Trent crosses and the, and the Salah centres, right? It's not all about Nunes. 
when they hit no. the box. It's also Diaz on the far post, you know, and he and he's and he's becoming a factor. And I'm I'm certainly not giving up on him as an eight million option either. Um, the fixtures are tough for the next three, but certainly he could be an option for game week twelve. And yeah, if I if it, if the captaincy isn't going to go, you know, if I'm looking at the likes of Madison for captain, Diaz could be in the equation as well. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, and Nunes as well, like you said, if Nunes gets a brace against Brighton, he's going to suddenly catapult himself. Yeah, up we to... haven't really touched on Nunes, have we, as a forward option? I Could he break into that front three? That front three looks pretty set for me, but, mm. and Tony being the most vulnerable. And Nunes could yet, you know, give us reason to shake things up. Yeah, he could do. Um, Firmino's still knocking about, though, isn't he? That's the trouble. And Jota's still there as well. And I, I don't see Jota threatening Diaz's start yet. I do think Diaz has performed at such a level that he looks to be not the first yeah. name on the team sheet, but he's not. I don't think he's at risk as much as I thought he would be. I thought Jota would be a threat to him, but I don't see it at the moment. I think Diaz is is the one big positive they've had this season so far. He's been mm. strong. Yep, and Jota coming in is going to shake things up even more because you just know who's where he's going to play. I mean, he's he's too good to not play. So you'd think, yeah, you've got to think he's going to share some minutes with Nunes. Yeah, which complicates things um right we're nearly there black box uh leagues um we've got mo sebahi at the top um 517 points that he's got he's got to be he's got to be near the near the top isn't he? he's having an incredible it's demoralizing bringing this up isn't it every week now it it's is. like yeah, in the state we're in but yeah well played mo and uh where is he in the world let me just have a quick check where in the world 308th we're not in the top five leagues yet. They've got to get their, pull their finger out this lot. Yeah. Come on, Mo. Come on, David Hurley, who's second. Come on, Anthony DeSange, who's third. Uh, Bryce and Jake Easton uh, in fifth. Come on, pull your, pull your fingers out. We've got to get up there. Um, but yeah, I mean, all, all these guys having great starts this season. Uh, Tony Durdov, Tom Ford, Stephen Browner, Martin Erickson, and Jonathan Treadaway um, rounding out the top 10. So yeah, keep, keep it going, guys. Get into the, you know, the top 10 uh, in the world and we'll um, be in the... Um, you know, ascendancy for that. Uh, got to mention something else you might have seen in the top right of the screen throughout this stream. Oh, yeah, I just noticed that. The, you sneak, sneak the, that in, haven't you? Yeah, hoping for a bit oh, of a subliminal messaging. Look at us last uh, year. Look at that. Yeah. So this this was us last year. This was the Football Content Awards um, 2021. Uh, we won Best in uh, Fantasy Football um, Podcast, I believe. We came no, video. In. Video. No, video. Sorry. FBL Wire One Podcast. Wire One. Podcast. We beat That's slippers it. to video, didn't we? Because you know we do one video a week, and Andy does seven or eight, and we won. <laughs> so I mean, I a little bit, yeah, it, it's quality, not deserved. quantity, is what they said, was I, it? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, something like that. No, I don't know how uh, we won that, but hopefully, you know, <laughs> it's very odd. Well, this year um, you can vote um, for us again. Uh, we really would appreciate your votes. We'd love to win something again. And um, they've moved the categories around, so now there's just creators um, and editorial. Uh, so in creators, there's slippers, there's um, FPL Raptor, there's some other kind of names. Uh, no, he's not in. He's not in creators. He not? He's in best newcomer. Oh. He's in, he's in oh, best newcomer. Okay, fair enough. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, check it. Check out the list, and if you listen to all the podcasts and, and creators and stuff, then vote for your favorite. But we would love. We'll, we'll be going again uh, to the event. We'd we'd love to win um, again. I've got my. My trophy's just over there. You even got a replica it. of it, didn't you? Because you gave it to me to take home, which you regretted instantly. Well, you well, you were like, oh, my son really wants to see it. So I, 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 I played the I gave it to you and I was like, 
You did. But then you got a replica done. Let me take the second place. Yeah, no. But Billy was thrilled that we won and stuff. So, um, yeah. So if you wanna if you wanna put a smile on a ten year old's face, vote for us now and Azzy's face as well. Yeah, I'm nice. I care about it too, but not as much as Az. Azzy's really into it. But it's a good night out, isn't it? As well, we should say because the FCA's do a good job. There's a lot of content creators there from across the world of football mm. as well and it's great to see a lot of uh, names from the community at the event too so I'm looking forward to just going to the event really winning will be nice yeah. but I'll have a good I'll night out anyway yeah I know yeah hopefully I've got the brownie points to go but with, with my forest uh, my forest home games I'm struggling for brownie points this season I'm spending so much going up to Nottingham so that's hopefully true. I can make you're, it. Out. You're missing the you are missing the game at the, at the Bryan Stadium. I so. am. I am to go to pavement that's, that's in true. Glasgow though. though that's, yeah. that's not oh, that's not any brownie points saved, is it? That's, oh, no, oh, no. That's a shame. No. That's a shame. Uh, um to vote for us, there's a link in the description. Um uh, it's www.footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting. Uh, and then you can find us on the list. Um also a shout out as well to um Scout, Fancy Football Scout, obviously. Um, you know, we've got huge ties with our work for them. Mark founded it and all that. Um, they're in the best editorial um, category. And let's be honest, the Fantasy Football Scout is by far the best editorial out there. Uh, you know, Neil and Tom um, do absolutely amazing stuff um, over there. So, uh, you know, if, you, if you're a fan of Scout and you've, you've read all the articles and stuff, do consider that. Neil will be up in, in Manchester as well. I'm going to try and drag him, oh, local drag him along. Neil, it? Local almost. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's kind of, he's down south a bit at the moment. Oh, is he? He's, oh, he's okay. staying with the, staying with the in-laws. Okay, um, but maybe maybe he's. But I don't really know where he is. Neil's an enigma. No one knows really knows where he really talk about. But he'll be there late because he'll be doing the team news, won't he? So um. exactly, that's the thing. That's his. That's his. Or he'll be doing it live from the, yeah, from the yeah. event. Tireless worker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do follow that link. Do give us a vote, um, and do vote for Scout as well in editorial. We'd really um, appreciate it. Uh, but that's it. We're it's back. It's it. We're back, you know baby. It, it, it's hard. Do you, do you find it hard to snap back into it? I mean, the international breaks are murder, aren't they? Absolute murder. And, um, you know, it, it, I've had to kind of shift up the gears the last 24 hours or so. This has helped, mm. but I think not until the deadline's passed and it, and it kicks in that we've got FBL back and Premier League is back, mm. will I fully engage with it? Um, and then I, I don't think we've got another break now, have we? Surely it's all the way through now. No, to the World Cup. Now. Yeah. That's so, yeah, so yeah. yeah, it's going to be great now, this next run. And hopefully we can make make a bit more of an impression on the ranks, right? We've got it. I mean, I'm doing badly, but you're no great shakes either. Let's face it. So come on. <laughs> let's pull our fingers no. Let's get our act together. For God's sake. Oh, God. I'm, I'm 17 points behind General. That's my... Right. He's my He's on my list. Yeah, that's a good target yeah. to have. General's always a good target to have. So I'm sure he's yeah. not happy either. So, you know. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah, there's, it's, it's comforting in a way. There are some some very, very good managers. It's tough. Who, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a tough start to the season. But mm. anyone who else is struggling, don't worry. We'll, we'll all turn it around together. Well, that's it. If you're struggling, this is the ideal podcast to watch because we're with it too. And, and hopefully we can push on together. Right? So Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the FCA is not just voting for the best content creators in terms of ranks you're voting for no. the ones. <laughs> no, absolutely the ones, make that very clear yeah the yeah. ones who put their arms around you and be like don't worry everything will be all right that's, mm. that's us <laughs> nice one mark thank you so much as always uh we'll be back next week um ahead of game week 11 is that right 11 10 11 yeah we? good night for me bye everyone
Social Podcast Network.